0: Well, hello, everyone, and how are you doing? Welcome to another episode on the Real With Love podcast. Thank you for joining me today. Today, we're going to talk about something that is somewhat sad, as well as talking about acceptance. You know, sometimes the most unpleasant experience we don't want to accept. And the episode today that we're talking about is, I'm going to discuss with you, it's called Accepting Death. And I know for some of you, well, almost everybody, we don't like to talk about death, right? But it is the surest part of life. You know, as I said, it is the surest part of life. And death, how I look at it, And for many out there, you know, it's just, it's another transition. But at the same time, they say the worst part of death is who you leave behind. And that is so very true. How did you handle, for one of your loved ones, someone close to you that passed away, how did you handle it? You know, what were some of your thoughts and one of the things I want to, I want to I point out, or I, I should say I want to, it's like, I want to ask is if you knew someone that was close to you, but then you guys just fell apart, right? You just grew away from each other or you were upset at the person for whatever reason, disagreement, or just not good friends anymore for whatever the reason is. And you heard that person passed away would you attend their funeral and if you did attend your funeral how did you feel knowing to the fact that you know you guys were not friends anymore did you would you would you um attend the funeral because it's a form of respect that you still respect the person i am a very straightforward person and i don't i don't hide my emotions. Um, I am outspoken when it's the right time to do that. Um, I, I do my best to practice good composure and I am very much approachable. But this is about us. You know, we as human beings, the way we look at death, how do we handle someone close to you, someone you just that you you know that is has passed away. For me, the worst part of my life, one of the worst experiences I've ever gone through, is watching my mother while she was leaving this earth. And I'm stronger now that I can talk about it. Um, you know, before there's no way, you know what I mean? I, I couldn't I couldn't get into a conversation because every time. I start talking, you know, I would just stop. I couldn't, couldn't finish whatever I wanted to say. But, you know, reading and meditating and, and thinking back on good memories, even bad memories and memories that made you smile with that person, it helps. It really does. And so death is something that we as human beings, we cannot, it's hard for us to deal with. When you look and see your loved one, whether your mother, your father, your child, husband, wife, niece, cousin, uncle, aunt, and you look and you're right there in front of them while they're telling, saying their last goodbyes, it is one of the most hardest thing. It is very, very hard. And it's something that, It never leaves you, you know? It stays with you. You know how they say memories don't leave like people do? You'll always have memories, you know? Um, Looking back and thinking of all the stages that I I watched my mother go through, you know, um, she was up and alert. And then you just watch as she starts to get more weaker and weaker, right? And you know, I remember I was sitting and um, I was sitting right up to her her bed, and she, you know, she's trying to have the conversation. And when people are dying, um, for the most part, sometimes they talk about their sibling that already passed away or they say they want a nice they feel like they could eat something sweet like a nice cake or they want um some fruits, you know and I looked at my mom and you know she's talking and you know she's telling me what she she's praying about me, you know she's praying for me and then towards a couple of weeks before you know the pain that she was in and, I'm looking at her and I'm thinking there's nothing I can do. I didn't want to let go of my mom. At the same time, she was suffering, right? And I knew that in my heart. But I just didn't want to let her go. You know, when I took her home with me, that I'm going to continue to care for her and, you know, took time off work and stuff and she got worse, we had to bring her back to the hospital. I remember one night, um, like, I would lift her off the bed to, to assist her in the bathroom. And she was so concerned that I was gonna hurt my back. And I said, no, mom, you know, I practice how to lift. I practice health and safety at work. It's okay, I teach that at work. I train, I should say that at work, health and safety, how to lift properly, how to bend and all that. So it's okay. By this she lost, she was very frail, very, very fragile. So lifting her up, you know, I really didn't feel like I was struggling to lift her up. And she was so concerned, you know, and I remember I put her to bed and I went downstairs and um, to lie down because I didn't want to disturb her by me lying down in the bed and, and wake her up. And she called out for me. I remember my daughter went into the room and said, Grandma, you know, and she goes, no, I want love. I want her. And I went upstairs to the bedroom and she says, no, I want you to lie down beside me. I said, I'm sorry, mom. I thought because, you know, she was sleeping and I lay beside her and I hugged her. It's like when your parents get old, they're like once, you know, um, they say once a man, twice a child. And I always used to wonder, what does that mean when I was growing up until I grew up? And I realized like when your parents get old, they're like a child again, you know? They're like a child again. And I hugged her and I rubbed her back until she fell asleep. And it's something that the most important times of my mom's life and when she needed me, I was right there to cradle her like a baby. Feed her like a baby, as I fed her, I bathed her, I cleaned her, you know. And it it was it was an experience that, honestly, when you have your parents, you know, you need to just love them. Every single parent have disagreement with their children. I always had disagreements with my mom growing up as a teenager and. And stuff like that, even as an adult, but not to the point where you become so disgusting and rude and, you know, really disrespectful. And no, you talk, you talk about it. Because when your parents are gone, they're gone. You're going to wish that when that nagging mom was still alive, right? And so when death comes upon us, it makes it a little bit more easier for you to, with time, accept because you knew that you showed your, your parents, whether it's your mom and dad or one parent, you showed them love. And until and the day they died, you know, you were always there for them. But when you're going to be cruel or cold with no affection, snapping at your parents, and they passed away, believe me when I tell you, payback is a bitch. It is truly a serious thing, that word called payback and that word called karma. Because you don't see your future, but God does. You know, you don't know what's up ahead, but God does. You don't know when you have kids who they're gonna be like when they become adults, but God does. So, having your parents and knowing that your parents died, or your mom, or your dad, you know, I'm just, I just want to let you all know out there that always love and treat your parents well. Have manners, you know, be gentle. Don't raise your voice and yell and scream, it is disrespectful. Because once they're on their way, right, the transition, there's no turning back. And I think this is so important because today in our society, in this generation, this era, there's so many things going on among, with parents and, and children, you know. There's parents that has died and left their young kids, you know, to the mercy of of, of, of people who they hope to God will take good care of their children. And, you know, and then there's children that's dying, leaving their parents. Like there's so many parents that's outlived their children. There's so, because what? Because there's so much gun violence. There's so much things, you know, there's kids that are sick in the hospital, that you know, you pray as a mom that they just can, if the sickness can just go away. You know, when you go into sick children's hospital and you see these innocent, beautiful children, and to know that maybe the next month or two they won't be there, they won't be around. You know what I mean? And then when you look on the other side and you see all these young youth shooting each other, killing each other, nobody was sick. You know, it's just all this gun violence over things that, for the life of me, I, I don't get it. I get it, but I don't get it, you know? And when they're gone, they're just gone, and they just leave a mom behind to cry for the rest of her life, right? So there's no favoritism in death. It's for each and everybody, to the very said infant, even before the baby's born. There's no such thing as avoiding death because, as I said, everybody has a permanent appointment. So, really of a fact, I know this topic is sad and it's sensitive, but sometimes, I, you know, I've been wanting to talk about it because every morning when I wake up, I, I do my best to pray before the sun comes up. And I, I'm praying in the middle of the night. I'm not perfect. Sometimes... The way of my body, sometimes you're so tired that I literally sleep through my phone going off for prayer. And it makes me feel guilty because I've come so close to God and and knowing that prayers is so important to connect with him. Three in the morning, you know, to get up and pray. The prayers is better than the sleep. I know the sleep is sweet. And I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I actually sleep through the, the, the alarm, the alarm is not loud. I bring it down low tone, right? And and I and then I, I pray before the sun's up, the next prayer, right? Because you just don't know. They say sleeping is death, right? Because it's like your soul is just, at a, at a, I, I believe they say like your soul leaves your body or something like that. But sleeping is death. You don't have a clue of nothing what's going on around you right? You don't know if you're going to wake up to see tomorrow. You don't, we don't know. We, we, we do not know if we're going to live to see tomorrow. We don't know if we're going to live to see next month. So I take my prayers very serious. I take worshiping God and reading his word very serious. It is no joke, no joke. And it is something that I wish that certain things that 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 I see going on, you know, it is so unjust and it is so unfair and it is so wrong, but you can't, you know, we all would love to save the world, but you know what? This is not our world. We're visitors here. We didn't create this world. We didn't create right? We have one creator and he gave us life to live it, you know? And he also gave us life and he takes it as well. He knows the timing. He knows the time. He knows when, he knows where, he knows how, and he knows why. We do not. We do not. We're here. We have a family. We have our children, you know, and it, look at it. You have your children, you only have them for a time, you only have your parents for a time. How long? We don't know. We don't know. And that's why it's so sad when you see families are ripped apart over sometimes stupidity. Right? My family is like, we don't, we're, <laughs> it's the family's just ripped apart completely for years now. Right? And, I I think, you know, guys, I'm sure a lot of you meditate sometimes, you know, and I think and I say, my God, you know, a family, and it's like they're strangers. Somebody passes away or somebody, you know, it's like how how do you how how do you feel? You know, for, you know, for the last over 10 years we haven't spoken. You know, your own sister. For years, there's many families out there. They have sisters or brothers and for like five, six, seven, ten years, they have not spoken to each other and everybody's just going on about themselves, living their lives. We don't know the reasons, right? I've talked about my family issues, right? If you've been here listening into our podcast, I've talked about my family issues, And it's not something that I love, that, oh, yeah, I love it that way. No, but it's something that if I didn't remove myself, it would have made me ill. Right? And nobody, I don't want to die with regrets. I don't want to die angry, you know. But um, sometimes you really have to remove yourself in order to have peace. So if you're going to go, you're going to go in peace and not go because they upset you so much that you got a heart attack and that's it. You're gone so when we when we think about death it it, 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 it matures you you know it, it helps you to grow in, and look at life in a different way right because life is precious you know sometimes death can teach us a lesson you know that guys right sometimes it can teach us a lesson sometimes it can let us sit down and reflect. Sometimes it can humble us, right? Because sometimes we look at things and we're picking and nitpicking and being petty and and all this. And when the person dies, you start, you feel like you're going to go nuts because you didn't get the chance to say, you know what, I'm sorry, or just forget about it. Let's just continue on. And, And I think about that too with my family. Nobody wants to, to apologize. Nobody wants to admit that they, what they did, it was hurtful, right? And then at the same time, you know, death comes and everybody's acting like they were always there for you, you know? And they only meant good or they didn't mean it, but they didn't take the time when you were alive to come and have a real conversation. So saying sorry, It comes so easy to say sorry. I wouldn't accept the apologies from my family members because you're coming with your sorry, but you have the same behavior. So I don't want no apology. You get me guys? I don't don't want no apology. And that's why I always tell my my, my kids that when that day happens, I don't want them to come at any funeral and all that. Because it's all two-faced. It's fake, you know, it's fake. And um, there's nothing, nothing changes. Death don't change no one. You know, death does not change people for the most part. And I shouldn't say all people, but most people, it doesn't. They still continue with the same behavior. They'll mourn for a little while and then all of a sudden back to the same old, same old, right? And you have some people, it really humbles them. It really humbles them and they kind of change in a certain way where they're living their lives in a certain way. So as much as this was complicated (laughs) and, you know, really sensitive, but I just want you guys to know that Don't be afraid of death. The key thing is to appreciate the life that God has given you. Live your life to the best of your ability. Be humble, be kind. Everybody has their bad days and we also have good days, right? Everybody has their own faults, their mood swings or tired or, you know, just want to be alone for a while or whatever it is. Just know that, you know, it is the shortest part of life, but at the same time, in your life, you need to continue to enjoy your life, love your parents, love your siblings, even when you're at odds with each other. Still, don't wait too long to make it up and talk about it, right? Don't, because it's not good. God's word says siblings can have disagreement, but do not sit and wait for a month and two weeks and all that and not talking right within those two, three days, you need to talk about it and just clear it up and continue to move on and love each other's brothers and sisters. In my situation, there's no such thing, you know, there really isn't, there is, but in my situation there's ignorance and there's a lot of spiteful things. And, you know, just ungrateful right and i'm not saying guys that i'm sitting here and 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 feeling and thinking what, like i'm i'm perfect or anything oh no no well nobody's perfect but i don't stand for certain things and for me the principle never changes and from my childhood and everything you know it it's it, it it i just had to put a stop to it when my mom passed away you see death as i said death can teach you a lesson you know, death can make you make the wisest decisions and, you know, your choices and how you want to live your life. And when my mom died and I watched that casket going down, knowing to the fact that I won't see my mom anymore, you know, that day when I buried my mom, it was freezing. It was in the month of March. It was cold, but I, I just, I just stood there frozen, just standing there looking you know, and remembering her last words to me that I hold dear to my heart. And then I started to think about how I'm going to clean the closet. How I'm going to clean the closet. I didn't really have a plan. I just stepped to it and did it. And then I just went from one to the other. And then I, I just cut every single one off. That was the only way to do it. Because watching my mom dying and watching her cry with regrets and wanting to know why she was treated the way she was treated with the two names that she called and going up to her apartment with her furniture, knowing that she doesn't care about no damn furniture and all her years in this country working so hard for her family. And at the end of the day, she died feeling so, was so unhappy, right? And, and saying that she's ready, she just wants to go now, right? It, 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 it touched something in me till this day. I hold on and I said to myself, I am not. I refuse to let family take me down the way they took my mom down. And that's why I made my decision to cut everyone off. Everyone. Because when it comes to certain things, I do not play around. I have a, I'm have I'm a person that I love helping people. I love to encourage. I love helping people. I love to be kind. You know, I it's something that I, I've always loved. I I was always it's not something that oh you're just pretending no, I that's just me. Right, and so my mom passing away, I grew, I grew. I'm not the same love that I used to be. Maybe five, ten years, though ten years ago I should say. I am not I've grown so much since my mom passed, and I've grown with a lot of tears missing my mom, you know, and just remembering the good times and the times when we were arguing or you know it's it's i've it it i've grown I've grown, and that's why i said when 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 you experience that kind of death in your life, you'll remember hopefully you will remember this episode and knowing that you know what? The person that's passing away or has passed away you didn't want to see them suffer I finally went home and screamed my lungs out and asked God to take her home now because she was suffering. It's It's like God was just keeping her like that for me to really really see that my God she came down to skin and bones and I asked God to just take her now I said, God, I know I've been selfish, but just take her home now because she was really suffering. For those of you out there and whoever wants to hear this, just always remember that, you know, you have life. God has given you life. And yes, death is the surest part of life. But at the same time, you need to treat your loved ones and, you know, friends and, You know, just say a a positive word to someone because nobody knows. No one, none of us knows, right? So I really enjoyed talking to you about this episode and giving you my own personal experience. And I just want to say, have yourself a wonderful, wonderful week. And thank you again for joining me here on Be Real With Lab podcast. Check out our YouTube, our Facebook, and our Instagram. At Be real with love, and um, stay safe, guys. Much love, everyone.